Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. Let's have our seats. You will encounter that fire in Jesus' name. And I want to pray for someone here today. You will not be tired. I say you will not be tired. Where God is taking you, you will get there. Nobody can deprive you of God's divine destiny for you. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit and new beginnings. And we started looking at the book of Acts chapter 2. We we looked at it from verse 1 to verse 4. And when we got to the point of saying the Spirit of God gave them utterance, we decided that, okay, if the Spirit of God, if the Holy Ghost gave them utterance, we needed to know more about that Holy Spirit. And so we took what I call a detour. And we started looking at the personality of the Holy Spirit. And we looked at that for a few weeks. And then we went into the deity of the Holy Spirit. And today, I have a question for us. We are still talking about the Holy Spirit. And the question is, what does the Holy Spirit do? What does he do? And so how do we know? Talking about what the Holy Spirit does, what does he do? I want to look at it from the perspective of the names he is called. So I want to look at what the Holy Spirit does by looking at the names he is called in the Bible. And so we're going to John chapter 3. John chapter 3, I'm going to read from verse 5 to verse 8. John chapter 3, verses 5 to 8, and then I'll read Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. But first, John chapter 3, from verse 5 to verse 8. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again, verse 8. And that's key to our discussion. The wind bloweth where it listed, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh, whither it goeth, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. We know that part very well. It says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. What does the Holy Spirit do? Now, in the passage we read in the book of uh, 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 Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, the Bible says, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. Now, the word, we are told that the, the, the Hebrew word that is called, I mean, that was translated spirit there, is the Hebrew word ruach. R-U-A-C-H. My pronunciation may be the Nigerian version. But we are told that that Hebrew word can be translated as wind or as breath. As wind and as what? As breath. And so if you want to look at 
what does the what does the Holy Spirit do in terms of his name? The first name we want to look at is the Spirit. What's the name? The Spirit. Remembering that I said the word translated spirit in that passage is translated as what? Breath and wind. Breath and wind. Very important. So, we are going to look at the Holy Spirit as the breath. Breath as in B-R-E-A-T-H. And when we go to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. Genesis 2 7. Genesis 2 7. The Bible says, The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living soul. So, we see here that there was a breath of life into man. Before that breath of life, the man was just a, I mean, just a carving. Just a mass of dust. Nothing more to it. Now, let's go to John chapter 20, verse 22. John 20, 22. John 20, 22. John, the Bible says, and when they had said this, talking about Jesus Christ, he breathed on them and said unto them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. So we see a connection here between the breath of Jesus Christ after his resurrection and the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. When God made man, he breathed on, upon man. The Spirit came into man. Man became a living soul. So when we say that the Holy Spirit is the breath of God, we are saying the Holy Spirit or the Spirit is the outbreathing of God, his inmost life, going forth in a personal form to quicken us as individuals. So if the Holy Spirit is in you, the breath of God is in you. The breath of Jesus is in who? Some, some people are not sure. The breath of Jesus is in who? It's in me. And that means my life. You know what the Bible says? Uh, uh, I am crucified with who? He said, nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. The life that I live now is the life of who? The Son of God. He lives in me. He lives in me because the, 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 the breath in my nostrils, they are the breath of God. The Holy Spirit in me is the life of God in me. I know as I was Preparing for this message, I remember the song. Satan come much for Rodo. I know get break. I go jam you. I go jam you, you go do with him. Some will say you go die. Some will say you go. <laughs> What's the meaning of <laughs> You know what I, I mean? What I'm trying to bring out there, the, the spirit of God is in you. The breath of God is in you. And so you can stand firm and make declarations with the authority of the living God. You can stand and say, because the Lord is in me, because I'm a carrier of his personality, I'm a carrier of his breath, you can stand before the enemy. And then whatever you declare shall come to pass. The authority of God will abide with you. I said, the authority of God will abide with you. Amen. We are talking of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit. And we say, when we talk of him as the Spirit, 
we, we see that word giving us two meanings. Breath and wind. The breath simply tells us that the Holy Spirit in you is the presence and the personality of God indwelling you. Enabling you to do what you cannot do by yourself. That's why the Bible says, by grace we are saved. It's not of your own doing. Lest any man should boast. No matter how strong you are, you are not strong. I hope you realize that. No matter how strong you are, you are what? You are not strong. But, that's why the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ. Who does what? Who strengthens me? The Spirit of God in me empowers me and enables me to do those things I cannot do with my own physical ability. Now, the Holy Spirit as wind. In the passage that we read, in the passage that we read, in John chapter 3, the Bible says in verse 8, the wind bloweth where it listed. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Now, the word translated spirit and wind there is the same word. You know, that's why they said, you know, God, does, does anyone here know that God is wise? Is God wise? There's a reason that God chose Hebrew and Greek to give us the scripture. Because the English language is very good. It's good for commerce. But it's, so, it's a limited language. It's just because we were not ready. There's a language in Nigeria God would have chosen. <laughs> Amen. So, when they were translating from the original language to English, they had to be used different interplays of words. Interplay of words. So, and in that particular passage, in that uh, 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 John chapter 3 verse 8, where it says, The wind bloweth as it listed, and thou hearest the sound thereof. Thou cannot tell whence it cometh, whither it goeth. So is everyone you can say that is born of the wind. It's the same word. It's the same word. So, what are some attributes of the Holy Spirit, of the Spirit, that are shared with the wind? Remember, we first ask ourselves a question. What does the Holy Spirit do? And we said the way we want to address this question is by looking at some names of the Holy Spirit. From where? Names of the Holy Spirit from where? From the scriptures. So everything we do, there is no six and seven book. It's from where? It's from the Bible that is given unto us. So I, and so, looking at the Holy Spirit as a, I mean, uh, as wind, number one, the Spirit like the wind is sovereign. Is what? When we say he's sovereign, what does, what does that mean? What does it mean? Somebody wants to ask, uh, help us. What does it mean? He does as he pleases. He does as he pleases. We can neither dictate to the wind, nor dictate to the Holy Spirit. That's why that particular passage that we read says, the wind will blow. You hear the sound, but you can't tell where the wind is coming from or where the wind is going. Is that not so? The wind is mysterious. The Holy Spirit, like the wind, is sovereign. 
When you go to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11, 1 Corinthians 12, 11, the Bible tells us something about the, about, about the Spirit of God. He said, but all this worketh that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man, severally as what? As he will. Uh, remember when we were discussing about the personality of the Holy Spirit? We said he has a will. He chooses what he wants to do. He chooses how he wants to do it. The only thing you can be sure of is what the Bible says. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11, he said, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Is that not so? Thoughts of what? Good and not of evil. To bring you to an expected end. You may not know what the Holy Spirit wants to do with your life next. But you know that it is what? Some people are not sure. You know that it is what? It's good. You know that it's good. Why you cannot dictate to the wind while it blows as it will, you may learn the laws that govern the wind and govern its motions so that you can bring yourself in harmony with those laws and get the wind to do what you want. That's what they use for, uh, what do they call that thing? I, th I think there's, you know, these, those things are blow and they generate energy. Wind, windmill. They don't control the wind, but they want to harness the motion of the wind to generate electricity in like manner. You cannot control the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is sovereign. But you can align yourself with the Holy Spirit. And when you align yourself to, Holy, to the Holy Spirit, you are assured of one thing. That the future is bright. I said that the future is what? The future is bright. In John chapter 5, John chapter 5, verse 2 to 9, we see the sovereignty of, sovereignty of God being demonstrated by that, uh, uh, that pool, the pool at Bethesda. See, before Jesus Christ came and changed the situation and the circumstances, the Bible tells us that there is a pool. By that pool, there were much of people that were uh, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the move of the water. Because an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and troubled the water. You see, whosoever first got to the water of the troubling and stepped in was made whole, whatever the disease may be. You see, at that particular location, nobody knew the time that there would be a move and a stirring within the pool. But when the Spirit of God decides to move, healing virtues are released. And the Spirit of God is moving here today. I said he is moving here today. And his healing virtues are available. Receive that virtue in Jesus' name. If there be any illness, any sickness, any disease that followed you to the sanctuary today, the Spirit of God is moving. The power of God is moving. He will touch you and heal you in Jesus' name. I say he will touch you and heal you in Jesus' name. He's a sovereign God. He does as he wills. Number two, the spirit, like the wind, is invisible. Is what? We don't see the Holy Spirit, do we? But we know he's here. So it's invisible, but you can perceive him. 
He's real and he's mighty. He's invisible but can be perceived. He's real and he's mighty. He does mighty things. Is that not so? But next Sunday we're going to be talking about Christmas. Christmas is about the birth of Christ. Christmas is about the Holy Spirit coming into a woman to do the impossible. You don't see the Holy Spirit as you don't see the wind. But you can perceive the great and mighty work that is being done. The Bible says the wind has a sound. And again, the word that is translated uh, sound, when you look at the scriptures, that word is phone. That same word is translated voice in other passages. So there is a sound of the wind. There is a voice of the Holy Spirit. And he still speaks. Tell somebody he still speaks. He's invisible, but he speaks. And he is speaking peace into somebody's life here today. He is speaking victory into somebody's life here today. He is speaking divine completion into somebody's life here today. You know, that project that looks, that looks impossible, that project that looks like it will not be completed, the Holy Spirit is saying what? It shall be completed. The Holy Spirit is saying it shall come to pass. It doesn't matter who is for you or who is what against you. It doesn't matter who likes you or who does not like you. The important thing is that God is on your side. That's what God is on my side. Some people are not sure. Say, God is on my side. And he will rot for you in Jesus' name. Number three. The spirit like the wind, this one is a big word, is inscrutable. Amen? What does that mean? You don't know where the wind is coming from. And you don't know where the wind is what? It's going. It's going. You cannot tell where it's coming from or where it's going. The same thing as the wind. You know, from nowhere, the wind can just develop. Is that not so? It's not as if you saw it coming from Little Avenue or from uh, Georgian College. No. All of a sudden, you just see the wind will begin to blow. See, that's why you cannot program God. And that's what many of us try to do. We try to do what? We try to program God. We try to tell God how to do what he wants to do. At 12 noon, you do this one. At 1 p.m., you do this one. And he'll just be looking at us. God will not abandon us. God will not leave us to our own devices. Remember the story of Hezekiah. He was a wonderful king. He was a good king in Israel. One of the best kings that they had. But he had one failure. What was that failure? The Bible says in the matters of the emissaries of the king of Babylon that came to visit him after he was sick, God left him to himself to see what he will do. Hezekiah failed. He showed them everything in his house. He forgot that it was God that healed him. He didn't bother to tell them about the living God again. The God without whom he would have been dead. He forgot God. He said, oh, this is a wonderful palace. Oh, those are my children. 
Oh, see that place? It was built with cedar from Lebanon. Oh, you see these panels? They came from Arabia. Oh, you see these bronze? They came from Africa. Everything here is complete. No reference to God. And God allowed him. You will not fail God. Yeah. On the day that God wants to see how you will react, you will not fail in Jesus' name. Yeah. You know, there comes sometimes that you have great plans. I'm, I'm, I will go to church tomorrow. Not just because you want to go to church. There's something you want to do when you get to church. That thing is between you and God. But that morning that you wake up, what happened? You have this uh, slight uh, headache. And you see, you look outside, look as if it will snow or it will not snow. Then you look at the weather network and they are saying this 50-50. See, even with the way I'm feeling now, uh, God understands. And you end up doing what? You end up not going. God indeed understands. But because you have made up your mind to go, there's something he has prepared to give you on that day. And with his understanding, what will he do? He will keep it. There's nowhere the Spirit of God cannot go. There's nowhere the face of God cannot be. But remember, he's a sovereign God. If he has made up his mind that this thing I want to give you, you can only get it at church. No matter what you do, you have to get to church. To do what? That's our God. He chooses, I mean, he will make sure that he gives you every right to do, I mean, every opportunity to do what is right. Your response is your portion. How you respond to him will determine what he does in your situation. I pray for someone here again today. You will not fail God. Yeah. I say you will not fail God. Yeah. Number four. The spirit, like the wind, is indispensable. Are we together? The spirit like the wind is what? Indispensable. You see, what is wind? Wind is simply air in motion. Is that not so? so without air, can anybody survive? I remember the story of one of our brothers. I don't know him, but he's a senior brother to one of our pastors. And so when the incidents happened, the pastor called me and we began to pray together. What was he? From what I was told, <laughs> very brilliant young man, like many of the people from God's own country. Is there a brilliant young man here today? Some people are not even sure they are brilliant. Yeah. But I'm you are not answering me. Are you, are you not a brilliant young man? <laughs> Amen? So this brother went on a vacation. And he went to the swimming pool. And he was in the swimming pool with his children. The wife was not at home. Or maybe she was inside or something like that. And the children saw that daddy was struggling. But they couldn't go into the water. There's no way. These are children. Children as in children. You know, there are some children that are grown up. But these are children as in what? Children. So there's no way they could help daddy. By the time they, could, they ran in, ran around and could muster help for daddy and they got mommy to come, this man had been under the water for 15 minutes. 15 minutes. So they brought him out. The wife started the, uh, what do you, PVR? 
Amen. <laughs> See, that's how all that on him. They called the ambulance. They, picked, they took him to the hospital. They got to the hospital. They did everything they could on him. The doctor said that in less than 24 hours, he would be completely gone. That there was nothing they could do. So even to give him some additional emergence, this happened, is it in Bermuda or something like that? Yeah, it's in Bermuda. He was there on vacation. So they had given up on him. But the wife stood upon the word of the Lord. She called all these uh, classmates that she knew who were Christians. She called the man's brother in Canada, who is one of our pastors. And that one called me. So calls went around to be praying for this man. And so when the doctor said, nah, nah, the woman stood up and said, no, this man will not die. We have a covenant with God. My husband must live. You do whatever you can for him and leave the rest to God. And that is what happened. The man they expected to die walked out of that hospital. They now changed his name in the hospital. They began to call him Miracle. The doctor had to apologize to the wife. What she said was not wrong. By her training, number one, a man has stopped breathing for 15 minutes. They would say the person already has what? Brain damage. The parent is dead. If the person lives, the person will be a vegetable. The man has returned to work and there's no problem with him. That is the God that we serve. How did I get there? I'm talking about the fact that we said the Holy Spirit like wind is what? Is indispensable. We need this air to survive. Well, your life is in God's hands. Just somebody, my life is in God's hands. Remember I said something here last week that a man of God said death does not, I mean, uh, uh, sickness does not kill. What killed? It's death. So that a person is sick, no matter how, how sick he is, if that's correct English, the sickness is, sickness cannot, uh, remember Brother Job, right? Uh -uh. Brother Job was sick to the point of death. But God already said, this man will not do what? So you need to stand on the word of God. Say, I shall not die. I shall live and declare the works of the Lord in the land of the living. You know why I like that verse? Because if I am living and managing, I am not declaring the works of God. Is that not so? If I go to be a testimony, uh -uh, people have to look at me and say, uh -uh, bro, show us the way now. There's something special about you. Tell somebody sitting next to you, there's something special about you. You will encounter God in Jesus' name. I say you will encounter God in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit is indispensable. When the Holy Spirit moves out of a church, they say the church is what? Dead. Thank God we are in a living church. And the Spirit of God will never depart from this church. <laughs> if there's anything and anyone that wants to deprive this church of the Spirit of God, God himself will banish that person. But it's not going to be glorified in our lives in Jesus' name. Number five. The Holy Spirit is life-giving. Like the wind. Is what? Life. John chapter 6, verse 63. John 6, 63. 
John, he said, it is the spirit that quickeneth. To quicken means to give life. It is, he said, the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The Holy Spirit, like the wind, is life-giving. 2 Corinthians chapter, six, chapter 3, verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. He said, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of what? Of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. The Spirit giveth life. We know the story in Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. The Ezekiel said, the Lord took him to the valley of what? Dry bones. And those bones were not ordinarily dry. How were they? Very dry. Very dry. Very dry. If they were to measure the moisture content of the bones, it was close to zero. And then the Lord asked him, Son of man, can these bones live? By human standard, by human knowledge, could those bones live? These are dry bones. There was even no flesh on them again. Dry bones. So Ezekiel knew the God he was dealing with. He knew the human answer was what? No. But he said, Oh Lord, thou knowest. And I want to tell someone today, God knows. Yeah. I say, God knows. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. God knows. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your boss has said. Who knows? knows. It doesn't matter what that teacher has said. Who knows? God knows. God knows. I've shared testimonies with us in this church of <coughs> someone who did not write an exam and came out with the best result. Not because he chose not to write the exam. He did everything possible to get to the exam hall. But he couldn't get there. He couldn't make it. I was a child of God. When the results came out, I said, ah, you did very well. I said, but I was not there. I said, but this is your, are you all right? This is your script. How can you say you are not? You are not? But he knew what was happening. God will fight for you. Amen. God will avail for you. Amen. One, of our, one of our, I mean, the man of God in Nigeria told a story about himself. In his final year, he did an exam and he failed it. And they knew him as pastor. And you know, pastors on campus, that was an avenue for them to make fun of him. So for three good days, he went to a place called the Botanical Garden University of Ibadan. And it was him and God. And he cried to God. He said, Lord, <laughs> this is a stigma on your name, not just me. You, this has to be changed. There was nothing he could do. He couldn't lobby. You can't carry placard. <laughs> and God did it. Tell somebody, and God did it. They just decided, I mean, there was some issue among the lecturers. And the head of the department told the lecturer that he should go and add some specific amount of mark to, for everybody in that grade. And by the time they did it, he was above the pass mark. Pastor did not fail. Pastor graduated. 
But it became a testimony. He wasn't afraid to share it. That this is what God did for me. And you know, brethren, many times we're in tight situations that God wants to give us a testimony. What do you do? You, you spoil it. Tell somebody, stop spoiling your testimony. God wants to do an impossible thing in your life. But instead of waiting for God to complete what he has started, ah, you put your own ideas into it. And even though you want to come and say, hey, this is what God did for me, God is saying, but I don't know what you are talking about. Because you didn't wait for my time. Because you didn't wait for my move. You didn't wait for me to do it the way I wanted to do it. Those three Hebrew brethren, you remember their story? The king said they should bow down before his golden image. He said, I'm giving you second time, so you know when he gave them second time, so what are we going to say? Say, now this is time to be wise. This is not time to do what? Apply wisdom. <laughs> Those brethren said, um, God, I mean not God, king, if you want to kill us, kill us, if our God will not intervene. If he will not intervene, we are ready to die. The king got angry. And said, make the furnace seven times hotter. And the Bible says, those people that took them and threw them to the fire, they were the ones that died. The, the, the errands you will run or you will go for that will kill you, you will not go on that errand. They couldn't say no. They carried those brethren to throw them into the fire. They died. But the brethren they threw into the fire, they lived. You will live. Amen. I want to give you an assurance. That testimony will come to pass. Amen. That testimony will come to pass. Amen. And God will show forth himself in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. So those bones were very dry. And then the Lord told Ezekiel, I'm back to Ezekiel 37. He said, you prophesy. And in verse 7, he said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. And so I prophesied to somebody's life today. It is well with you. Amen. The Lord will come true for you. Amen. The Lord will come forth for you. Amen. You will see the end of this year. Amen. You will see the end gloriously. Amen. That miracle you are holding on to God for, before the end of this year, God will do it. You will be a testimony. Amen. You will have a new song. Amen. Look at me. I'm a testimony. Set apart for glory. Set apart for favor. That will be somebody's song in Jesus' name. Amen. Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded. See, as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together. Bone to his bone. Your bone may be in uh, Jamaica. Your bone may be in Zambia. Your bone may be in Nunavut. Maybe it's already in Canada, but decided to go to Nunavut instead of Ontario. I prophesy today. There shall be a coming together. I prophesy today. There shall be a noise in the spirit realm. I prophesy today, the word of God will cross a coming together. And the name of the Lord shall be prophesied. The name of the Lord shall be glorified. So shall it be in Jesus' name.
Ezekiel prophesied, the bones came together, but there was no life in them. That's how we are going. Remember we said the Holy Spirit or the Spirit is the giver of life. Verse 10. He says, so I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them and they lived. You will live. Amen. You know, there's a difference between being alive and living. Some people are alive, but they are not living. You will live. Amen. So they stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. Finally, like the wind, the Holy Spirit is irresistible. Is what? You know, at times when we are praying for people, you lay hands on individuals, and at times the Holy Spirit will slave individuals under the anointing. And some people will look and say, ah, no, they are, they, are, they are kicking them, they are pushing them. And some individuals have tried. Say, ah, no, me, I will stand. <laughs> Tell somebody I will stand. <laughs> I will stand. And so they will come, they will stretch out their legs like this to make sure that when the man before the hand touches them, what happened? Uh, in fact, their own fall is very great. The ground will be shaken. Because it's not by power, it's not by might. But by what? It's the move of God. And of course, because some people have seen that when you lay on the... It's not every time... It doesn't mean that until you fall before God will do what he wants to do. I hope you realize that. And because they see that, oh, when the layers of people they fall, they will do what? They will be pushing them. I, even, I had some people who put their legs behind the leg to make sure that when they put hand on you, you must follow. You, if you don't fall, they will do soccer with your leg. <laughs> the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. The Holy Spirit is irresistible like the wind. Many of us saw the, what was it that happened? Was it last year? Is it tornado? That ran through Bari, ran through the south end. If you drove to, through that place to see what was happening, you, I mean, houses were turned upside down. Houses were removed and just the foundation was left. And then you look around, you see the thing across the road, very far off. It's just God that, I don't think anybody died. But it tells you about the irresistible power of the wind. So is the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in the book of Acts chapter 6, that when, uh, what's his name? Stephen began to uh, speak and act in the power of the Holy Spirit. They were not able, Acts 6.10, Acts chapter 6, verse 10, they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit with which he spoke. God is looking for individuals, brethren, that will go forth in the power of this Holy Spirit. Of this Spirit of God. When Jesus said, except a man be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He's talking about the world cleaning, cleansing you and I. Men that are rooted in the world. John chapter 15 verse 3 as a roundup says, you are clean through the world which I have spoken unto you. So, except you are born of water, except you are born of the world, except the word of God impact your life, say so you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And the wind, 
the Spirit of God. When you go to 1 Peter chapter 3, chapter 1, verse 23, the Bible says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The Spirit of God is talking to someone here today. The Lord will do what he has spoken to you that he wants to do. But you must make up your life and make up your mind to live for Jesus. I live for Jesus day after day. I live for Jesus. The Holy Spirit I will obey. I live for Jesus day after Why don't you bow down your head this afternoon and tell the Lord, I live for Jesus by the empowerment and the enablement of the Holy Spirit. I live for Jesus. I live for no man. I live for Jesus by the enhancement of the Holy Spirit. I will obey. That song says, the Holy Spirit, I will obey. I live for Jesus. Are you telling him today you are going to live for him? That you want to be guided and directed by him? He is here to answer you. He is here to lead you. The Holy Spirit is called the Spirit. He is irresistible. Is irresistible by you? But you know what? In your own situation, any forces that want to challenge you, he's there to stand and say, that's my son. That's my daughter. That's the spirit of God we are talking about. Commit your ways into his hands. Oh, your future is assured. Talk to him this morning. Talk to him this morning. Are you in church today and you are not born again? Are you in church today? You've not given your life to Jesus? You want to raise up your hand where you are? We're going to pray together if there's any such person. Maybe you are watching online, you've not given your life to Jesus. This is the time to do so. You need to give your life to Christ that the Spirit of God may come into you. Father, we thank you. We'll lift your name on high. Be glorified in Jesus' name. As many as are saying today, I give my life to Jesus. Father, write these names in the book of life. Accept these ones for eternity. And let your name alone be glorified in these ones. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. I commit everyone present here today into your hands and as many as are watching us online. Let your thoughts be upon your people. Let the Holy Spirit move in everyone's situation. This week, you will give every one of your children a testimony. And as we look ahead to the end of the year, there is a special gift that you have for us for this year. There shall not be any delay to the new year. We receive it. So shall it be. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.